so the quintessential female personality and iconic image of late Renaissance Florence under Cosimo is his Duchess Eleonora of Toledo. Eleonora came from one of the highest Spanish families, the highest Spanish nobility of Toledo. In Bronzino's earliest portrait of her, it's her clothes that broadcast her story. Picture the Duchess dressed in, well, it's not just an outfit. It's more like she's wearing an open treasure chest, the pearl hairpiece, the pearl drop earrings, the rings, and the splendid red dress called a sotana. The fabric alone would have cost a fortune, and laws decreed only those of a certain class could wear it. Then there's the open lattice of pearls, the intricate golden braid applied on top. You can see the painting at metmuseum.org. In these Renaissance paintings, people are showing the greatest things there were to wear and have to possess in their world and that other people legally weren't allowed to have. When we see people on Instagram like Cardi B with the latest Louis Vuitton handbag, and most of us cannot afford that, I think it's to do with showing us, showing off unattainability. She very soon, as part of the Medici propaganda campaign, became an icon as much, if not more, than she was a real person. This portrait is thought to mark Eleonora's marriage to Cosimo. The red dress has great significance here. For starters, to achieve that particular color, workers had to extract dye from the bodies of desiccated insects, a painstaking and expensive process. It's perhaps no coincidence that the Medici favored this color, which also suggested power and health. She is an agent in all of the imagery. What's striking to me about that portrait is the great luxury wealth that she's wearing on her body, the gold, the jewels. And we see in Bronzino's portrait her wearing these spectacular pearls that we know were a wedding gift from Cosimo, a ring with an ancient intaglia, which was kind of carved out, that shows an ancient marriage symbol. And when her remains were exhumed many years ago, that ring was in her tomb. So it was a real token that she prized and that she took to her grave. The upper bodice of Eleonora's dress is made of netting, with pearls intersecting the lines of the netting. Certainly in the middle of Renaissance, all over Europe, decoration was not often started just as a pretty pattern. It has meaning to it. My name is Jenny Terramani. I'm the principal of the School of Historical Dress in London. Pearls, for example, symbolized female beauty. Not to mention they complemented Eleonora's porcelain-like skin. Then there's the gold embroidery on her bodice, a repetition of the letter C. It's a reference to her husband, Cosimo. Artist Bisa Butler noticed another intriguing detail of Eleonora's dress, a string that encircles her neck. The way her dress is fastened, that thin string. It's what's called a band string. The thread they develop as the 16th century goes on, these threads holding clothes together into very elaborate plaited and decorated ties. But essentially, all the items of clothing she's wearing are either laced or tied together, or they're pinned together with straight pins, some of which could be jeweled, have a beautiful pearl or a jewel on the end of the pin. You're not going to be moving around too quick at all. You're going to feel that pinch and that pull. So that may have something to do with the attitude. <laughs> Maybe all of her clothes are uncomfortable. But what we deem uncomfortable today was par for the course for the elite circles of Florence and the Medici. 
they wouldn't have felt properly supported in their clothes if they were wearing something similar to our generally stretchy, what we would call comfortable layers of clothing. In fact, the more you wore, the better. All the elites are wearing silk and they're wearing layers of it. One of the things about these people is that they're often wearing more clothes than meets the eye. And you have to look very carefully at each one to work out exactly how many layers they're wearing. But women often had hidden layers of petticoats or even an under bodice that you might not be aware of at all. More layers offered them even more opportunities to show off wealth. Some design flourishes were practical. They helped women move in a specific ladylike way. A great deal of effort went into getting dressed in this period. Actually getting dressed for day to day would be perhaps taken slowly and deliberately as a ritual. Meet Alessandro Lai, a historic costume designer whose roots bring him close to the world of the Medici. I was born in Italy, in Sardinia, a little island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Lai designed costumes for the Netflix series Medici, starring Richard Madden and Dustin Hoffman. My work, being costume designer, means for me to give actors and actresses instruments to found their own character. How can clothes help find a character? Lai describes coaching the actors how to walk. Slowly, because a woman arrives, stand and walk slowly. That means she's sexy. <laughs> it's great. Lai's research revealed that Renaissance seamstresses sewed weights into the hems of dresses so elite women would be forced to walk slowly. To get some weight because walking slowly was the best for a lady. There's a second later portrait of Eleonora, also by Bronzino. This one shows her a bit older, a bit rounder, and as a mother, posing with what was considered the primary achievement of her life, a son, one of her 11 children. Scholar Victoria Kirkham. Think 11 children in 14 years, eight of whom survived to adulthood, and assured the continuation of the Medici dynasty for 200 years after Cosimo ascended to power. Then as now, images of royalty were just that, images. In fact, if you compare both portraits of Eleonora you'll notice her face and pose are nearly identical. That's not an accident. Bronzino purposely adapted her face from one portrait to the next because Eleonora wanted her look to be consistent. And so the images of her and the depictions of her were very controlled, and it was about appearances and how she fit into this propagandistic vision of the renewed and secure and powerful Medici dynasty. What she is praised for above all by the court poets, who write endless, endless piles of adulatory verse, is for her fertility. She was a goddess of fertility. In this portrait of her as a mother, her roundness suggests she may be pregnant. She wears her trademark pearls, all part of branding her as refined, pure, and powerful. And the attention to the painting of her gown it's a message of ultimate power and status. 
these portraits are projecting over time the kind of resurgence of Florence as a cultural center that the city has recovered. It has regained its prosperity. It's an era of stability and peace. You don't get anything of her character from this, I don't think. I think character on stage and in life, it's something the live person brings. There's a seriousness to her demeanour that is very much about who she is, not what she's like as a person. Eleonora may have been Cosimo's most fruitful strategic alliance. She bore him the heirs who would go on to rule Florence for the next two centuries. But she wasn't an anomaly. From his early start, entering the public arena at just 18, he went on to hone his shrewd instincts to become an exceptional politician with powerful military and political connections. He transformed Florence during his lifetime, establishing it as a remarkable cultural capital, one that remains today, a place so identified with the Medici name that his legacy is assured for generations to come. To see the portraits discussed in this podcast and others in the Mets exhibition, please visit metmuseum.org. This podcast is sponsored by Bloomberg Philanthropies.